This is Dear Hallmark. Each week, I'll bring you reviews of your favorite Hallmark movies and TV shows. So grab a drink and let's see what we're getting into with this episode. Merry Christmas, my Dear Hallmark family. My name is Dara, and I am the host of the Dear Hallmark podcast. This is the space where we talk about movies from your favorite made-for-TV movie networks, such as Hallmark Channel, Great American Family, Up TV, and because it's the Christmas season officially, we incorporate our cousins over at Lifetime. So, how are you doing? We are officially, it's Christmas movie season. How are you feeling? Are are you overwhelmed already? (laughs) The only two networks that are showing movies right now are Great American Family and Hallmark Channel. UpTV and Lifetime will not begin until for another two weeks from now, and November 4th and 5th, respectively, for UpTV and Lifetime. And so, with Great American Family, we're going um, for this opening week. We just have one Saturday movie, and then next week we're going to be getting a Saturday and Sunday release from next week on until December eighteenth, the same weekend that Hallmark Channel is ending, and then Up TV. I believe they are ending on Christmas Day, as is Lifetime, and I believe Lifetime is doing. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, or Friday, Saturday, Sunday, something obnoxious like that. In any event, though, they're not doing as many movies as they did last year. So we do not have to worry that we'll get a 30 movie a day buffet menu option. So we don't have to worry about that. But let's talk about it. We've been in our first week of Christmas movie season, and Great American Family gave us Destined at Christmas, and then Hallmark Channel gave us A Kismet Christmas, We Need a Little Christmas, Noel Next Door, and We Wish You a Married Christmas. So what I'm going to talk to you about in this episode specifically is Noel Next Door, starring Natalie Hall and Corey Sevier. But before I do that, I do want to relay a little bit of news to you that broke um, last week, and that is Alexa Penavega and Carlos Penavega are the latest actors to be locked down by the crown. They signed a multi-picture deal with Hallmark Media, um, and so looking forward to seeing more of them on our screens, hopefully in a mystery context, because I did indeed enjoy Picture Perfect Mysteries. I watched the first Aurora, got a little bit scared, but then looked at the Picture Perfect Mysteries and they were, they, they eased me in. I feel like they're more lighthearted. They are definitely cute. And it, I feel like it's a, perfect entry into the mystery world if you don't watch them because they're you know the murder mysteries I think this will definitely be your jam it's not as suspenseful as the other series and it's really really cute and it's you you're gonna like from the intro alone you're really really gonna like it so if you're one who is going to watch it, let me know what you think after you watch it. I definitely want to hear you guys' thoughts about that. But did you guys see the wonderful event that Hallmark put on to celebrate the launch of Countdown to Christmas? Hallmark did an event at Radio City Music Hall where it was their launch, their premiere event for Countdown to Christmas. 
All of the stars were there decked in their beautiful ball gowns and tuxedos. They rode a double-decker bus from their hotel. The double-decker bus was wrapped in knit. They commissioned someone to knit a double-decker sweater. (laughs) Um, Because that's the theme for this year's Hallmark's Countdown to Christmas is sweater and knit. So, which is cozy and I'm here for it. The event, though, looked so beautiful from the Rockettes themselves being there. I saw on the gram Rachel Boston, Aaron Cahill, Andrew Walker, Jonathan Bennett went live from Hallmark Channel's um, Instagram page. (laughs) Can I tell you? There were two instances. (laughs) Uh, there were two instances um, where Hallmark went live and then they for like after they were finished doing their little thing, they forgot they were live and it just made for fun social media. It really did because they were the camera was on the floor wrestling in the back. It was it was it was a little kiki. It was a little giggle, giggle, little giggle, giggle. Well, other than that, um, it looked the event looked so gorgeous. I mean, if you follow the Hallmark actors on Instagram, you saw that a lot of them were posting in their stories, hanging out with each other. And it was just so beautiful to see. It was like family. I'm I'm, I'm having FOMO over here. Like, oh my gosh, my family is getting together and I'm not there. <laughs> That's how I felt. It was so beautiful to see all of the Hallmark actors interacting with each other. John Brotherton was there, Kimberly Sustad, Nadine Ellis, BJ Britt from the Hallmark Mahogany Christmas movie. They were in attendance. Heather Hemmings from Caribbean Summer. She's another Hallmark actor who's been locked down by the Crown in a multi-picture deal as well. Allison Sweeney, Mama Chesapeake was in now, I didn't see her dress. I got to go back and see her dress and see how she came out and strutted her stuff. Because I know she did. I know she did. Um, who else was there? We got the Paul Campbells. We got, I said, the Jonathan Bennett's. Um, there were Tori, De- Tori DeVito, um, the star of the Radio City, the Holiday Spectacular, which is the big premiere ha- um, Hallmark movie for Thanksgiving weekend. And it, okay, what more can I say? It was just a beautiful, beautiful event from the ground. And I'm so happy that we are in Countdown of Christmas. So, friends, we are going to take a bit of a break. And when I come back, we are going to talk about our first Hallmark Countdown to Christmas movie here on the podcast, which is Noel Next Door. So stay tuned. Welcome back, friends. So, Noelle Next Door stars Natalie Hall and Corey Sevier. The premise is that we have a Grinch slash Scrooge living within the same condo townhome complex as this young woman named Noelle. Noelle, she is a single mother, nine months removed from a divorce, and she's trying to get her life back. She works at a diner, which we'll get into, and she meets um, this handsome chap, at a diner, they begin to flirt and whatnot. 
All the while, there's this neighbor that her son is consistently running into. And he doesn't seem to be nice. He wasn't nice to her sister and their, um, her daughter's, her sister's, like her niece's friends. As they were going around singing carols, slammed the door in their face. He was chasing her son's ball. You know, just doing a bunch of gr- Grinch and Scrooge stuff. And so on and so forth. The movie goes on. Here's the thing. Okay. I just... <laughs> I'm going to spoil this because I feel like I just need to tell you my thoughts as the movie goes along. Natalie and Courier a hundred times over redeemed themselves from road trip romance. In the kindest way possible, road trip romance was a disaster. It was unwatchable and unnecessary to the eye and the ear. And I'm so grateful that this movie exists so that we can strike Road Trip Romance on the record. I am so appreciative that this movie went there and pushed the envelope when it came to having real and adult conversations concerning things. The biggest thing that I appreciated about this movie was this was Corey Sevier's character, Jeremy. Jeremy is a man who was dealt a bad hand in the sense of he had a stroke and he seems not he doesn't seem like he's in his 40s yet. The character, I should say. So he suffered a stroke. And with that, he now has a handicap with his arm. I believe it's his left arm and he's not able to use his left arm as he once was. He used to be a conductor. He still has a love of classical music, but there's something mentally, mentally and emotionally that he has to push through. I, in my opinion, to really make it to that other side, to get back into the world of music like he wants. And so he's dealing with this handicap. He, he has these things going on and, People think that he's a Grinch and a and a Scrooge, and I want to burst that bubble because that's what I thought as well. But listen to this. So with um, Noelle's sister and her niece and their friends, they're going around caroling, and Jeremy was trying to tell them, I have a call that I have to take, but they wouldn't listen. They kept cutting him off. He was like, I would love to, but I have a call, and they kept cutting him off. And he was like, you know, and then this is where the Grinch, he did do a Grinch thing. He just slammed the door in their face. He could have just said, I'm sorry, but I can't. Even though they cut him off and sang over him and didn't want to hear him, he didn't have to slam the door in their face. However, with this thing, the kid, Noel's son, um, he rep- the son Henry repeatedly was kicking his soccer ball against the wall of Jeremy's condo and Jeremy did not like that. Jeremy told him multiple times to stop doing it and Henry kept provoking him purposefully and it led to Jeremy acting in a sense of trying to get him and chase him even though he couldn't and then it even led to Henry trying to kick the ball to Jeremy's head and Jeremy ended up catching it and kept the ball as he should have. Now we can say, and it was said, that Henry was acting out because he was grappling with the emotions of his parents' divorce. That's all well and good. But what you're not going to do, young man, is lie. And where I felt like Noel 
where my cringe came in is how lackluster the discipline and repercussions of Henry was. And so here's how it all ties together. While Noelle was getting her flirt on with the handsome chap at the diner, she had no idea that the handsome chap, said handsome chap, was also Grinch and Scrooge. And so when she finds out that one or two, that two are one and the same, she then slams the door in his face, cancels their date, and doesn't want to talk to him. She believes her kid because Jeremy flat out tells her, he's been kicking the ball at my wall. I've been telling him to stop. He kicked the ball at me. So of course I kept it. And then I didn't even tell y'all this. Little homie put a toothpick in his lock so that he couldn't get into his condo. I knew that was the straw that broke the camel's back. And that's what led Jeremy to even go to their residence in the first place. And then that's how everything came out into the open that the handsome chap also is the Scrooge neighbor. So I, I didn't like, so when Jeremy went to Noel and he was explaining to her what her son did, she asked Henry what happened. And Henry said, no, I didn't do that. And he's like, you're lying. And of course she took her son's side. And as I said, slammed the door in his face. And then, um, Henry began to feel regret and guilt because he now saw that his mom was no longer going to go out with Jeremy. And so he himself went over to Jeremy's place, apologized, they reconciled. And so Noel asked, so why were you at Jeremy's? What did you have to tell him? Why were you apologizing? And he said, well, those things that he said that I did, I really did do, but I promise I'm never going to do it again in my life. Lie number one and two. And three. <laughs> and she was like, you know, kids are just kids. And the kid whose heart's as big as yours. I'm like, sis, if you don't take his phone, his Game Boy, his Nintendo Switch, whatever electronic he holds dear and ground him. The kid looked to me to be about like 11 or 12. I just think that boy was a high key nuisance. I was so upset that he lied. I was so upset that he, he in essence was the rift between them and that there wasn't proper consequences for him. That was the ma- the one major con out of this movie. And I just need to get that out the way because the, the rest of this movie is fire. The rest of this movie is jam. It's grape. It's strawberry. It's everything. Natalie Hall was throwing game like I've never seen her before. The eyes, the flirtation, the the they had. This is their best movie that they've done together. This is their best movie that they've done together. One more time for the Holy Ghost. This is their best movie that they've done together. I loved that it was this like you've got mail situation where she didn't know that the guy from the diner was also the Scrooge and they and they and then of themselves were two separate people i really enjoyed that even though i didn't enjoy how everything came out into the open but i did enjoy that aspect of the the story and i loved seeing them going out on a couple of dates now i will tell you this movie did not have a mid movie kiss we did get interrupted twice, but it made sense. Well, the first time it didn't. The second time it did, though. And then the second time that they kissed, which was at the end when we're at his symphony that he 
composed. The Henry's face was hilarious. He's just like, ugh, they're kissing. Ugh. And also, I cannot forget the ex-husband, Natalie's ex-husband. He he he's he's like a diet bum. I don't even feel like he needed to be in the. He added nothing to the story, in my opinion. I know that um, this every time Natalie was on the phone with the father. Henry was always like at the top of the steps listening in and you know you see that he's sad and it was odd there were some odd moments in with the ex-husband and trying to you know who's going to take him because Christmas falls on I keep saying Natalie but it's Noel but y'all know what I mean Christmas falls on Noel's day and he but he's trying to take uh the son because he wants to institute, he wants to put the son in a family atmosphere because he has somebody in his life. I was just like, miss me with that home skillet biscuit. Miss me with it. But all in all, you guys, this movie is a solid four crown movie. It is definitely worth your eyeballs. This is not something you put on in the background. This is something you watch. Corey Sevier gave the performance of his life and I cannot wait to see. He he has a movie coming. He has another Christmas movie. It's either Lifetime or Up TV. I'm going to come back and report. It's either Lifetime or Up TV, but I can't wait to see his other Christmas movie and to see how the story and performances fare against one another. But I don't know how he's going to eclipse this. Like, it's going to have to be a dang good movie to eclipse this. Now, Natalie Halls, <laughs> Midnight at the Magnolias. Okay. If you have Netflix, it behooves you to to Google search on the Netflix, um, Midnight at the Magnolia. It is a New Year's movie, which I feel like we need more of. Hey, Hallmark, are you listening? Make some New Year's movies, okay? We need more New Year's Eve, New Year's movies. And this one was just that. It starts at Christmas and then progresses through for that week in between Christmas and New Year's. It is brilliant. To the tune where I didn't even know it was her. Someone had to tell me that it was Natalie Hall. I said, you playing? They said, no. I said, oh, my goodness. So yes oh my gosh you guys noel next door was incredibly charming incredibly adorable oh should we mention the dusty bum of a date that jeremy had who said that he was causing a scene because he was taking off his coat because he has a handicap she is the weakest the weakest link goodbye drops all the way through the floor into a vat of mud oh she was a dusty bum she was a dusty bum oh gosh she makes my stuff but that scene where Noel comes in and then they, oh gosh, man, whoever wrote that dialogue for when Jeremy and Noel are doing their little flirtatious banter was brilliant. So brilliant. I loved it. Four crowns. Oh, you guys. I really, really did enjoy this. Well, that's going to conclude my thoughts for Noel next door. We're going to take another micro break and then I'm going to get into some voicemail and also we're going to get into your comments that well, some things that you guys had to say about my top 10 Hallmark movies from 2022. So stay tuned.
Welcome to our closing segment here at Dear Hallmark. To send you out first, we're going to have some voicemail from Steve. So take it away, Steve. Hi, Dar, it's Steve. Your reaction to Chesapeake Shores finishing up its final season was the same as mine for The Good Witch. Um, I loved the movies that preceded the series. Uh, the first five or six seasons were really, really good, great character development. And it appeared for The Good Witch that the final season was written before the producers and writers knew it was the final season. Uh, too many loose ends. It seems maybe the final episode or two were rewritten to reflect the series coming to an end. Um, my wife and I were extremely disappointed uh, at how Good Witch ended up. Uh, it was a great, great series. Um, obviously, Hallmark followed the numbers and viewership went down after a couple of the characters left. But it is what it is. Appreciated your review today. Thank you, Steve, for your comment. Steve is a faithful voice messager. So, Steve, I really appreciate your thoughts and you taking out the time to express them. I've never watched Good Witch, so it's so interesting that there is a parallel between the ending of the two series. From my understanding, Good Witch was one who was uh, canceled abruptly. People were shocked over that. And although this was announced earlier and we were expecting it, by the way that the stories progressed throughout the season, it seemed like they didn't know what was going on. And then all of a sudden, they wrapped up. It, it was just a kerfuffle of stuff, um, which is unfortunate. But I will say, I was grateful that I wasn't the only one who felt the way that I did. Because as this, as you know, I was watching the episodes over the season, I and I began to feel my annoyance come through of the stories and different things. I kept seeing people say how much they loved it, and in their own right, you know. But I'm like, yo, am I the, am I bugging? Am I the only one who's just not feeling this season? What is going on? But with the finale, a lot of people in the comments and also via DM kind of said no sis like I'm with you I didn't I wasn't feeling it either and shout out to Ashley hashtag Hallmark gift maker she left such a thoughtful response under my Instagram post I really appreciate her for that um because this show in my opinion was the best show that Hallmark had and it's it's a shame that they are literally clearing almost the entire slate save when calls the heart um and they're kind of literally starting from scratch so well what are you gonna do so let me get into you guys's comments that you had for my top 10 hallmark movies from 20 and 22 so on the you of tube danielle roberts says love the video I watched Romance and Style because of your review, and I totally agree. Also, The Wedding Veil Legacy was surprisingly good, and I didn't expect anything from it. Just discovered your podcast and channel. Can't wait for this holiday season ride. Thank you, Danielle. And also, Aiden Harmston says, Just one kiss. That was so good. I remember being really shocked when I first watched it. Cheryl 
Comrie adds, uh, I agree with your top 10. Nothing to add. Thank you, Cheryl. And then if we scurry on over to Instagram, um, we have some comments from Brenda.Lewis.7923. Loved your live last night. When I tell you guys, the Dear Hallmark lives are live. You want to make sure you're in the room where it happens and follow Dear Hallmark on Instagram because we've had some Hallmark actors pop up out of nowhere, to my surprise. I don't plan these lives. I just go live on a whim. We've had Cindy Busby come through in the chat. We've had Antonio Cayon come through multiple times. The last time he came through, we stayed on to about 2.40 in the morning over here in the East Coast. I was twisting my hair, put my hair in a bonnet, took my makeup off on camera. <laughs> Mind you, like on the live. And talking about all the rom-coms I've never seen. And everybody was roasting me like I was at a dang luau. But here we are. I'm still y'all sister. Y'all can't fire me. No, you can't. You have full jurisdiction to fire me. I understand. Um, but that live was epic. There was one where Benjamin Ayers came in via video. Like he joined the live. Uh, we had Neil Bledsoe pop in for a hot second with Danica while they were on set. Like when I tell you these lives are living, <laughs> you want to make sure you follow Dear Homework on Instagram because you never know what happens? There was a time I went live with Gabrielle, who's one of the event producers for Rama Drama, and Tyler Hines popped in the chat. You don't know who's going to stroll through. So be sure to follow Dear Hallmark on Instagram. PBS2005 says, this might be my favorite episode of yours ever. And she gave two emojis with the star eyes. Thank you, PBS. When I tell you I was goofy because I was so excited that eggnog was being sold and it's it's out for public consumption at this point. Oh, I was a happy clam. I was such a happy clam. It was my first eggnog of the season and I was just, I was a happy Dara. I was re- a real happy Dara. So, you guys, I want to thank you for listening, joining, eating, cleaning, writing, whatever we're whatever you're doing. As you're listening to me, I just want to say thank you for allowing me to be in your space and talk to you about my thoughts on Noel Next Door. If you want to let me know about your thoughts, you can also leave comments much like these people did on YouTube and Instagram or you can be like Steve and leave a voice message. There is a link in the show notes that will take you to a page where you can leave 60 seconds worth of your thoughts. And I'll play it right here on the podcast, just like I did with Steve's. So there's a website you can go to, dearhallmark.com. There is um, a book you can purchase called Chasing Wind. We got Christmas galas. We got workplace villains. We got high society romances. It got a little bit of everything in there for your little rom-com heart. So there's an, there's another link in the show notes that'll take you to that page and you can purchase it. It came, it's almost a year old. Oh my goodness, my book is almost a year old. Um, yeah, shout out to Gabriel. I just wanted to say that. Uh, thank you guys so much again for listening. Be sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel, you guys. Like I said, throughout this Christmas movie season, I'm going to be breaking up my reviews between podcast and YouTube. So you're going to make sure you're subscribed to both so that you can know my thoughts on earth. I'm going to tell you right this right now, straight no chaser. I'm doing a video for We Wish You a Merry Christmas. Okay. 
So be sure to subscribe. And if you haven't subscribed to the podcast already, why are you still visiting? Become a family member. It's free. We ain't charging you nothing. Hit that subscribe button. And while you're here, be sure to rate and review. Let me know how I'm doing. Do you love me? Do you love me? Let me know. Leave a star or some stars. Uh, Five stars, preferably. But, you know, who am I? If you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, what the rating does is it helps me in the algorithm space, but it also helps other people know that there is other Hallmark content out there for them to consume. So you guys, that's going to do it for me here on this episode of Dear Hallmark. I am so excited that this is the inaugural episode of our second countdown to Christmas together. I'm so excited and I look forward to talking with you more in the next episode. Merry Christmas, my friends.